Welcome to Rooster and the Devil, where we give you the Americans' perspective on English Premier League soccer, with hosts Brad Tyndall, Jimmy Karn, and Mike Steenstra. And we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Happy December. It's December. Wow. Wow. I just looked at the fixtures list, and I can't believe how many games are just rammed down our throat here. There is two games today. A full slate of games tomorrow, Wednesday, which is today, if you're listening. And then a game Friday, games Saturday and Sunday, Champions League next week, Tuesday and Wednesday. It's just like... My heart is open. My throat is open. Right. Right. I think I know what you mean there. Chugging beers. No, you said we get we're getting games ran down our throat. I know, and, uh, I know. and I'm ready for all of them because you, I love the festive pictures, man. This this period, December through January, is just it's crazy. They come at you fast, right? And you have no gag reflex. <laughs> that helps too. <laughs> all right. So what's going on, Premier League wise? Well, the table has gotten it's changed in the last couple of weeks. It's changed, it's changed drastically. But that drastic change. How has it changed the most for you personally? You know what? I, I think, honestly, I mean, obviously Spurs, we'll, we'll talk about Spurs. But for me, a couple of things stand out. Um, for me. For me. Number one, Everton being so close to the drop zone at this point in the season. I mean, we're a third of the way in. We agree, right? They're only two points off the drop. And then on the other end of the table... I know we picked them preseason to do well, but sustained excellence from Leicester is so. Those are the two things that stand out to me. Yeah, I mean, actually, it's it's funny that you mentioned Everton and Leicester because I wanted to talk about that game first. It was just a heartbreaking loss for for Everton. I think it was a ninety third, yes, ninety fourth minute goal from a sub whose name is escaping me, but he doesn't get a whole lot of run for less. I can't even say his name, even if I have it in front of me. I tried it earlier, and it didn't work. Please try. I, I can't. I can't. I'm telling you, I don't even know where to start. Oh, uh, Iannaccio. I think that's okay. Iannaccio. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Well done. Yeah, came, uh, Nigerian, only 23, so big moment for him. And, yeah, Lester, we have a guest. We have a Lester guest lined up for next week. At New York Foxes, it's an it's a supporter group based out of New York City. They have their own supporters bar. Very exciting. I think it's going to be a great episode, and we'll learn all about Lester because, believe it or not, I've tried to get a Lester guest on here for a while, and there aren't that many. There really aren't that many Lester fans in America. Indeed, indeed, and there's a lot of interesting things going on with them. Obviously. Um their, their history is interesting to begin with. Obviously, 2016, their win. But now you've got the media pushing narratives, which is what they do. They're awful. Um, but they're saying he's going to leave for Arsenal. And their fans, I read, are leaving early or left early for that match. And so the manager's like trying to call out the fans. So there's a ton of positives, of course, but also some interesting things that maybe this guest of ours could touch on. Hmm. You're saying Brendan Rodgers called out the fans? Yes. 
That was an article in The Guardian uh, today. Stop leaving matches early. We'll fight till the end. Because, um, yeah, I mean, what are they? They're how many points off the top right now? Eight. Yeah. Tied, uh, currently tied with Leicester City because with Man City because Man City played today, but thirty-two points, one less game. Who are they playing next week? They got they got Watford tomorrow, so they're going to win that game. Probably. I don't know. Watford's been pretty good this year. So they have been playing a little bit better, but yeah, they suck. Actually, I, I noticed this earlier. Listen to Leicester City's next couple of fixtures. They're versus Watford. They're at Villa. They're at home against Norwich. They're away at Everton. And then they have a pretty bad stretch uh, over the Christmas holiday. Man City, Liverpool, back-to-back. Uh, end with West Ham a couple days later. But the early part of this month, very easy. Last part of this month, I mean, if they get a if they get a win out of Liverpool or Man City, even, I mean, that would be huge. It would. It would be huge. I think uh, on the flip side, if you look at Everton's run of fixtures, and I only saw this on a video, that's why I mention it. They have they just played Leicester. Tomorrow they have Liverpool, then oh. Chelsea. Then United, then Leicester again, then Arsenal. Carabao Cup, Leicester game, actually, now that I'm looking at it. Indeed, indeed. Then Arsenal, Burnley, Newcastle United to close out December. But then they start Man City, <laughs> Liverpool in January. So, oh boy. I can't right even around. imagine Everton being relegated. It's have they very been, possible. Have they been relegated in the modern Premier League era? Um, so since I've started watching them again, as we know, they've been outstanding, um, you know, and I don't think they've been relegated for a while. Um, quick, it quick search. Like 1950. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Someone fact check us. Uh, we got it. I got yeah. it. It's Wikipedia, but it's 1953, uh, 54 is the last wow. time they were relegated. Wow. And the modern... <laughs> Premier League era is what, like 92? Yeah, so only Arsenal in the Premier League has been uh, up, to, up top longer. Wow. Yeah, all right. But they still have a lot of games left. And honestly, they don't look terrible. And they're they're one off the drop still. So, yeah. really, Southampton, sorry, Matt Newhausen, uh, Norwich City, and Watford – um, in the drop zone. Watford obviously looks like the Huddersfield of last year, although they are only six points away from relegation. So a lot can happen. Brighton's in the hunt. Aston Villa's in the hunt. Newcastle's in the hunt. I think those are your main targets for relegation right now. Indeed. Indeed. And Silva, by the way, is still at Everton. Now that we're on a, a Rever- uh, Reverton, an Everton rant. Let me tell you about <laughs> Reverton. Reverton is football okay. crowd. And uh, that got racist. I didn't yep. mean I didn't yep. mean it to. It didn't no, I, mean, I was doing South Park. South Park. So, uh, South Park. Uh, shitty wall. Yeah. Shitty wall. Shitty wall. Mm-hmm. All so, right. So Manchester so. United real quick, since Jimmy's not here. Yes. They tied against Villa. They a did. beautiful Jack Grealish goal. Oh, Grealish Woo! Timbers. Grealish Woo! Timbers. You know, it's funny, though, as I turned that game off at 3-2 United, I was like, ah, oh, they got this in the bag. They looked better than Aston Villa the entire game, I'd say. 
And then Aston Villa came back and tied. And I don't care what Jimmy says. Ali has to be on the hot seat a little bit, right? I don't know. Like, who knows? You know what I mean? Jimmy's talked at length about the equity that Solskjaer has built up, our little Schmeagle, um, has built up because of his performances with the squad and the fact that they are committed to going in this direction. And they do seem to be sticking that way with what players they've been playing with. Um, you know, obviously Daniel James, yeah, I know he's, you know, come in. Um, Rashford up top. I love Daniel James. He's so fast. Yeah, I like him too. He, he's a lot of fun. I, I don't – Martial does nothing for me. Lingard does nothing for me. Of course, this is speaking as a neutral. Yep. Actually, that's not true. Martial, when he has the ball, is so good one-on-one. But in space, I, I don't know. You just never see him in the right – area did you retweet the one of him just standing around i did that's why i'm that's probably where i'm basing my entire analysis off of although was, i don't know <laughs> when i was watching i was like it was, bad. Something, it was bad something i didn't like about him i agree i agree i think marshall is really talented but yeah i don't know i don't know what their deal is but i mean espn fc and other outlets have been ripping them but i'm like look that they're intense okay like freak out, but, but it's the same thing. The media just loves to freak out about Four these sixes. positions, and it changes week to week to week to week. Okay, and, and it's still, still first early half in the season. Yeah, and It'll they are yeah, and, and they're guess what? Guess what? They are they're at huh? They're off. They're sl- three points off fifth place. Okay, so that's, calm down. They're eight points off the top four. Okay, yeah, that's calm incredible. down, everyone. It calm. does look like Crystal Palace with their win. You know, yeah. match day 15 have jumped ahead of us here. I don't like that. Yeah, with a red card, I see, uh, over Burmouth. Yes, yeah. Oh, but then yeah. they got a goal down a man. You know, good for the I Eagles, man. I, I like Palace. I've always liked Palace. I like Hodge, Taha. Like Hodgkin. I heard he was 46 years old when the toaster was invented. That's amazing. <laughs> I like him. I like Palace. <laughs> good for them not, yeah. you know. Think about it. The last couple of years, they've been flirt with relegation, and they've scored so little goals for how many points they've had. Fourteen, and if you look at everyone around them, look at the goal differential, Michael. Oh. Yeah, that's yeah. not sustainable, probably. But no, it definitely okay. isn't. They've that's only okay. conceded eighteen. Tottenham have conceded twenty-one, and I was looking at this the other day. That uh-huh. is, yeah, it's bottom half of the league for sure. When I looked earlier in the week before. Teams had played, they were fifth lowest in, in goals against. That's <laughs> leaky. No good. Low, low leaky. What did you think of Jan at left back? Um, I, I thought the defense still is not been great, but, you know, he made a fantastic uh, game-saving tackle. Shouldn't even been in a game-saving situation, but um, we were. Amazing. Amazing <laughs> tackle. One of the best tackles I've ever seen. But I've seen him do that four or five times in his career since watching Spurs. And he, he's a, I don't care what anyone says. I love super young. Um, I love super young. So, but do you like him at left back? And do you think he'd be willing to play there? Cause I've made this argument before. Although when I watched him, I thought maybe he's a little slow for left back. Although in the system that Mourinho is playing with long balls and not kind of like that right or left crazy wing back, it does seem maybe that he's well suited for it. Yeah, I, I think he doesn't like playing there, um, you know, but sure. 
if, if it's out of necessity, I mean, Ben Davies just went down for an extended period of time, and Danny Rose has certainly not been spectacular. Ryan Sefton, you know, out? Dude, yeah, Davies got injured in the uh, the Champions League. Uh, I kind of I, I knew that, but I didn't realize it was anything serious. Yeah, oh, it's very serious. He's got ligament damage. He was in a boot. Um, and so he's going to be out for an extended period of time. And what, what, what Mourinho apparently has been doing, and again, I'm a very much a rookie with formations, but is almost playing a back three, but not. So playing a back four on paper, and then one of the fullbacks, so Aurier, say, on the right side, or he's will up a lot. jut forward most of the game, and then he'll have the left back actually tuck in and play like a back three. Huh. Um, and that's what Davies has been doing. And Davies has deputized many, many, many times at center back when we've had injuries in the past. And he's, he's solid there. He plays there for Wales actually. Hmm. Um, and so, you know, I think, I think that's a hit and Jan can do the same thing at left back. And I think that's why people were suggesting it. Cause especially if he's going to hold back and play in a back three, he'd be good there. So I don't know, man, who knows? Did you know that they conceded the same exact minutes? It was I a saw that. game as the West Ham game. Did I didn't actually so I only watched the first half and then highlights of the second half. I in the West Ham game it was like panic for twenty five minutes. Was it the same thing for the end of the Burnmouth game? Um, sorry, ask the question again. Was the what? I'm thing? saying uh, in the West Ham game, like the last twenty twenty five minutes was a like complete panic from Tottenham, like collapse. West Ham was on the front foot. Was this Burnmouth game the same, or were these just two? Or three random chances. Yeah, I mean, they had one that there was nothing we could do about. I mean, I, I don't think it was like a collapse. I think it was the last oh, the last two minutes was a collapse, though. They're like, uh, Sama made a horrible back pass, and that's when Jan had to make the tackle. And it was it was just an, a horrid, horrid mistake um, to not just kick the ball forward and up in the air. Like, they were trying to play it back, and it then they went on a little break, and Jan had to come in and save the day. But um, overall, you know, they dominated the game. That's the thing. In the first half, they could have had three, four goals like with ease, with decently clinical finishes in the first half alone. Mm-hmm. The offense, the, the attack looked outstanding. Yeah, it yeah. was humming. And Dembele looks a little, uh, I don't know, out of position, I guess, so far. I think that's an unpopular opinion, though. And it, it's uh, honestly, he's only been in game, like a a game in a little bit so it's hard to really give an honest assessment but under poach i noticed him more on the field well he hasn't played this was uh the first game i think he started uh yeah and then he I came in he, as he came the other sub. yeah so i i think that Mourinho and he admits that he's still learning uh what's going to work like los Celso, you haven't seen a lot of los Celso yet um I'm seeing some complaints the melee, on the internet yeah, and that's okay. He's getting used to the squad. He's getting used to what he's got. You know, those guys are not known. They're, it's their first year in the Premier League. Also, I think Ndombele is is still got a ways to go with his fitness. Um, he's a big boy. So I think that's part of it, too. He's, he's not chunky. That would be really mean. But he's a little huffing and puffing towards the end. Like when he gets to 60, 70 minutes, like I've noticed when he starts. It's a I lot. think he's still getting up to speed. It's a we were talking about this before we started recording. I played pickup soccer tonight. I play basketball regularly, one to two times every single week. It's the first Love time I've played soccer in, I don't know, four years, legitimately. I was dying within 20 minutes. Granted, it was 4v4 on a little tiny, uh, not a little tiny, but an indoor field. 
I was just dying. I couldn't believe how much running it was. So I feel you on the fitness end in belly. You're my boy, Blue. Absolutely. <laughs> so, before, so before we bump over to Spurs and say, you know, uh, what we what we've thought maybe and what we got coming up. Let's let's make sure we give the devil their their due. Um, yes. What are you Fixed thinking that. about? Yeah, fixture looking ahead. Obviously, we, we'll talk about the game in a minute. But when you look at the overall, how big do you think this matchup is for Solskjaer's job? Um, do you think it plays any role at all? What's your feeling about his chances of sticking around? For He's at least not going to get season? fired after this game, regardless okay. of the outcome. A win would do a lot, obviously. It's at home at Old Trafford. But Tottenham uh, have a little momentum, and a win would do a lot for us too. So it's a big game for both the teams, honestly, if you look at where they are on the table. A draw would – after last year, I'm not used to drawing. So anytime we have a draw, it's unsatisfying. <laughs> I, will, I don't want to see a draw That's tomorrow. Tottenham. Although, you know. I, I do find myself oddly because of this podcast. I'm a fan of Manchester United, and that's just hip, yep. you know heresy in in the no, soccer world. Fine. But as a new fan and hearing Jimmy talk about it and paying attention because we listen to it on the podcast all the time, and they're an exciting team to watch. And I'm kind of interested in all their narrative and even the Mourinho to to Spurs uh, narrative on on tomorrow's game is is kind of fun. It is um, fun. So, I don't know. It's a fun game. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm working from home tomorrow. I will be able to watch. Yay. Same yay, 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 yay. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. I think I agree. We kind of root for United. And to be fair, I think it would be different if they were their historic best. Um, I came in, as, as I've said many times, in 2014, 2015. And... I think they finished second um, one of the years that I, since I've been watching. But, but other than that, I mean, they haven't won. Uh, they won the Europa League one year. I think they won an FA Cup. Jose, I think, did both of those. But they the haven't been cool, like, but it's like Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It was if still Wolves, a trophy, though. We would take Wolves it. If Wolves won, I'd be all up on that shit. No doubt. But I guess what I'm trying to say is, I don't despise them as much as maybe I would if I had been around in the 90s or 2000s, like like how I feel about City, where I'm like, they just spend all the money in the world and they just get all the best players and it's disgusting and I hate them. I might feel the same way about United because they do spend as well. It's just they haven't been dominating the way that they historically are used to. And maybe that's why I, I really do root for them. I, 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 I want yeah. them to do well. I don't I don't, you know, hate on them and hope they lose every game like City. Like Chelsea, it's, like the Gunners. I actually rarely miss a Manchester United game. I watch pretty much every Tottenham game, most Manchester United games, although the midweek fixtures can be a little tough this time of year with, you know, jobs and all that bullshit. But the one tomorrow <laughs> is not for either of us, so that'll be a fun one. What do you what do you see there? What are you looking for? I Old mean, Trafford. more of the same, more of the same from the Tottenham hot spurs. Uh, kind of hoping we jump on it in an early lead. That's the biggest difference is we're getting first goal in all these games. And that is so helpful. Oh, that's so helpful. I, I think we played. I, I don't know the actual statistics from earlier this season, but I felt like we were down every single match. And it's yep. just like nervous watching it. I'm just kind of hugging a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> 
And, and I'd like to remind the audience and, and you, of course, that I have never watched the game with a single human being in my life. So I have that this really bizarre. odd individual relationship with how I watch games, like how Rooney probably yes. became a Duke fan. I, I, yeah, hug the pillow. I've seen Rooney hug the pillow for Duke games. And, and it's just like, because I have complete solitude to react as I react. And okay. I watch the game very intently. And I don't know how I started on that rant, but uh, we were talking about like what you're looking do. for in the match. But I do. We've got to I got to come back out to Maryland soon and we need to go to a bar and watch a game or we need to find a time when we can go watch it somewhere cool. Because even going to a bar, I've gone to speakeasy by myself is still fun. But in those scenarios, I prefer to watch at home. I have to go and have friends to do it. And I'm yeah. just like, I have to take a two-hour commute to go down there. I'm like, eh. You need Although to get place, Tommy to go with you. That's what you need to do. Tommy is quasi-interested in the game. We should almost have him on and do the uh, Woodhams test to give okay. him a team. I think that'd be great, but you need to bring him. He would go and just have beers with you, and then you'd have someone to watch a game with. It would be, it would be fun. It's worth it. You got to try it. But tomorrow I'm going to be locked in my house as well. So I am fully on board with your approach. I will be running up and down. If anyone scores, I'll run, jump into the corner and do the fist bump and everything. That's that's what I do. You know, what's funny is when I'm watching the game in the basement and Jess and Abby are upstairs, I'm watching very calmly when there's no scoring. And I'm like, if they score, I'm not going to react much. And then as soon as they score, I'm just like, (laughs) (laughs) psycho. Yep, I'm very loud. Yeah, everybody. My neighbors, for sure. I'm not loud. I'm just like intense. <laughs> very intense. Intense is the word. Which lately, I'm just more and more of an intense person. I think as I age, which is an interesting part of life, man. Change. I don't life, like it. Life is intense. Yeah, man. Um, so in the meantime, we we yeah. um, we clinched knockout rounds of Champions League. Indeed. Indeed. Let's look at those tables very quickly, if you don't mind us switching over. I want to say, with regard to tomorrow, I think it's going to be a 2-2 draw. That's what I'm going with. A 2-2 draw, and we'll be fine with it. And United will have a breather before they have to go and face City at the Etihad at the weekend, dude. They have to play us tomorrow, Spurs, and then they have City at the weekend. Oh, Brutal. excellent news. I love the Manchester Derby. Yes. An excellent game. I'll be in New York City uh, Saturday morning Dude, in Brooklyn. Try and find a spot. I really should. And Tommy and Tommy would go. I'm going with Cry, though, and there's no way he'd go watch a soccer game, I don't think. Worth an ask. It's worth an ask. Actually, maybe he will. There's beer. There's beer. It's always beer. Honestly, yeah. when's Tottenham's game? Are they sad? I don't know offhand. Saturday? I don't know offhand. It's okay. But, uh, yes, Champions League. Clinch. Yeah. Nice. Good job, Jose. Yay. So Group A looks like PSG and Real Madrid are through. Bruges and some other team are not. Then in our group, Group B, Bayern and Tottenham are through. Group C, Man City's through, and then second place is up to up for grabs against three different teams. And then Juventus Group D clinched. Atletico and Bayer Leverkusen are fighting it out for the second spot. Liverpool. Sonny's old team, Bayern Leverkusen. Liverpool is actually not guaranteed a Champions League spot at this point 
in time. They are uh, they have to win. They have to tie. Although goal differential is looking pretty good too. Yeah, it'd be fun to see them fail at something. It would be because they don't. No, Helder's been spoiled, man. It's been ridiculous since he's been watching. Uh, granted, so they didn't spoiled. win last year, but like, good lord, good lord. Shout out Helder, we love you. I know, but I'm sick of Liverpool winning. I think I say this on every podcast now, Helder. I'm sorry. It's just always winning. There's never losing. There's never losing. They got a fantastic squad. I I, I don't mind watching them play. Um, obviously, not a supporter, but uh, sure, fantastic side. So Leipzig is probably through in Group G. Barca, and then it's between Inter and Borussia Dortmund, and then. Group H is the most interesting because Ajax is in first, Valencia is eight eight points, and then Chelsea is eight points. So anything could happen in Group H. I forget who's playing who, but that's really the uh, the group that's up for grabs still. But we're through. Through we're another through. Champions League. And a lot Beautiful of that is, thing. you know, Poach did a good job in Champions League. He did. Shut up, Poach. Yeah, up. except for that Bayern Munich it was like one of those German Bukaki videos on the internet. Oh, God. Shout out. Hashtag <laughs> Bukaki. Don't, don't hashtag that. That's brutal, man. That's brutal. You know, uh, Tommy, Tommy, my friend from Maryland here, every time in your backswing, he's a dick when you're playing golf. He'll just say, Bukaki. That's <laughs> horrible. I would, uh, I would it, throw my club at someone if they started doing that to me. You know. Unacceptable. It, he he times it right. He times it in a Tommy like way. He's that's who I'm going to New York with. One of the most enjoyable humans I've ever had the pleasure of knowing, honestly. But he yeah, says Tommy. Bukaki my backswing backswing every once in a while. Yeah, interesting uh, Bukaki tangents. Um, <laughs> Spurs Spurs have uh, Spurs <laughs> are playing. <laughs> Spurs are playing at home um, against Burnley on Saturday. And it's going to be a real Ashley Barnes bashing kind of game, I bet. Be fun. Be a fun time. And maybe some Bukaki if it gets Burnley. Lit. Every time we play Burnley, I'm just like, ugh, Burnley. I, I can't get my head around them. I don't like them. Yeah, they're they're a big slugging pub team, like Jimmy has said so many times. They They've are. been in the Premier League for their mainstays, though. They are, they are. Yeah, absolutely. I think they finished sixth one year, one year, or seventh. I mean, uh, yeah, they're they're not an easy foe. But I, I think it was last year because they they had a Europa League qualifying thinned them out a little bit, and then they had a poor year last year, if I remember correctly. I think you're I think you're spot on. Yeah, I would ex- I would expect Spurs to throw everything at United, everything at Burnley, and then rest a bunch of people um, for the Bayern match because it's not going to make a difference. Hopefully, we get to see Troy Parrott. I would love to see Troy Parrott start against Bayern. It'd be so much fun. Probably won't I can't it. understand why he won't get in the game. Like he, he doesn't get in games. He's 17. He's 17. Mm. I mean, it's really young. And he's, he's got so, so much highly problems. regarded. He is. He is. So why not throw him in an FA Cup game? Maybe they will. They haven't they had will. an FA Cup game. They haven't. Uh, We're not going to have any more. did come out Cup. for that, though. We're playing uh, Burrow? Middlesbrough, yes. Middlesbrough. Are they a third? Is League One? 
champions uh, championship. Right. They are 20th in the championship, if I remember correctly. So not a great year. Yeah, but we've lost to one of those before this year. We lost to a League One team, didn't we? Colchester? Colchester. And I think they're like lower table League One. Yeah, they're bad. Whatever. Yeah, they're bad. Yeah, FA Cup. Bad. Jimmy has, has sold me on the FA Cup. That's the better trophy. It is. It's fun. I like the FA Cup a lot. You know, I've seen it. I've seen a change in Spurs fans online, actually, where it seems like if they had an FA Cup, they'd be happy this year. If they had an FA Cup trophy. Absolutely. I would, wouldn't you? Would you be happy? Oh, of course. What if we won the FA Cup and didn't finish top four? And top. didn't go anywhere in the Champions League? It's interesting because I have already reset my expectations to not be top four, but to then see us six points off of it all of a sudden i'm like oh hey there How <laughs> yeah and, and especially because you know when you look at the top of the table like liverpool and man city they never lose three and four they lose all the time so that's a catchable you know catchable area still so i'm excited that we get to root for champions league spot again to me that's that's where i have my expectations always Absolutely. And I'm a new Tottenham Hotspur fan, but like I'm not expecting them to win Premier League. I'm just expecting that I can watch Champions League football, which is amazing. So we're at least in a Europa qualifying spot here, and uh, that's exciting to me as well. The stadiums are funky and cool. Yeah, of cool. course, Champions League, when you see all the big names together in one conglomeration, um, kind of like a Bukaki. <laughs> <laughs> It's so many loads on your face in the knockout rounds as soon as you get through this group stages. But it's <laughs> shaped like a World Cup tournament. So, Woodhams, I don't know if you're listening still, but if you are, get in the you shouldn't watch. I, I, I call on you to renounce your Everton fandom and root for a team that has a chance of playing Champions League football because it's the most fun to watch. It is a riot when your squad is in the Champions League. The anthem alone. Big Arsenal. If you, you could be another Arsenal fan. Leicester City is the obvious choice for Matt Woodhams. Woodhams, I'm telling you right now, denounce Everton and pick Leicester City. It's a perfect year to root for them. They're going to be in Champions League football next year. They're kind of an underdog squad with a go get them attitude. It's just. And, and they have Jamie Vardy. Fans. And Jamie Vardy's always having a party. He's always having a party. I agree with you. I think that was a good little rant there. I think uh, that's spot on. But yeah, Champions League is fantastic. We'll be excited to see that come back, but more excited for the knockout rounds. Um, we got a bunch of Premier League fixtures coming up. It's going. It's going to be wild. It's going to be a wild time. Um, so overall, though, Michael, when you think about the Bing Bang Boom crazy ass week of transition from Poach to Mourinho. Have you have you paid attention to pressers at all? Have you looked at quotes? How do you feel about Jose, the the maniac Mourinho? I thought about this. I think about this more than I should, honestly. And I I do. I, I consume so much soccer content now. If I'm on the internet and I'm not doing my job, all I do is just like look up soccer. I, I can't fathom how obsessed i've become with the game it doesn't even feel like me um oh, so, out of body experience that's great and 
I'm a well-known Jose Mourinho fan. I have been for a while. I have to admit that I have fallen in love. (laughs) <laughs> Jose Mourinho. The charm of Jose I lured you in. Honestly, I just love the character. <laughs> He's such yeah. a funny character. And they're not playing ugly football yet, so I don't know. I I'm new, whatever. I'm not as tied to Poach as you are. I love Pochettino. I understand what he is to the club and to the project, but I'm enjoying the Jose era. Yeah, me too. Me too. I am. I'm I'm still, you know, he's like the stepdad. I'm still like, you're not my dad. It felt weird the first couple yeah. of games, but I don't know. It's it all did. you're saying players. You're rooting for the players in the end. You're, you don't Absolutely. think about Pochettino much when the when the game's turned on, you know? You're thinking about, oh, look at Sonny in space there. What the fuck? Why did Sissoko shoot that? Stuff like that. Speaking of yep. Moose and Sissoko, though. <laughs> Okay, and I do actually. I think about Pochettino all the time, even now that he's gone. I'm kidding, but really, I I, I do. Inside. I like Jose. I like Jose. He's he's. I like his pressers. I like the way he talks about the game. It's easy for me to understand. Like Pochettino, bless his heart, his English was not the best, and he yeah. talked very much like high level, and uh, he had a, a different methodology and approach, and more of a spiritual approach to the game. Reno's very cut and dry, and like. He said today, yeah, I talked to Erickson about uh, the contract, and I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you what's going on with it, but, yeah, I talked to him about it. Like, Pochettino would have been like, I don't talk about player. Like, it's just interesting the way that they operate. But Sissoko, goal, so happy for him. So happy for him. I thought he was going to miss that shit, too. Me, too. <laughs> Me too. I thought it was going to surge, actually. I thought was that it was a Deli Alley pass? It was a sunny, sunny pass. It was a Daily nice goal in the end, though. I don't mean to shit on it. A little side netting kind of in the air. If That's a good first goal. You can't be unhappy with that if you're Sissoko. And you know he's pumped. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I'm pumped for him. Like When I saw Sissoko score, I was very excited. He works so hard for the team. He's such a boss in the midfield. And to see him get get a moment is really nice. And the chants of Omusa Sissoko were beautiful. Jose was like, yeah, I wanted to join in. I think Jose is going to like Sissoko, actually. I I think when Jose first came into the squad, he looked at Sissoko and was like, meh. But I I think Sissoko, regardless, you know, to put the goal aside, I I think he looks good. And if he likes Dyer, Sissoko Mm. is Dyer plus. So, like, he's going to like Sissoko. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the the team selection goes. Dyer, getting so much time. He so the thing with Dyer is, and Jimmy, if he was here, would tell you. But Mourinho has long admired Eric Dyer, and I don't know if you sure. were around for it, but like 2014 through 2017, 18, Dyer was a staple. He started every game. He was truly a boss at the back, center, defensive mid, holding midfielder, could play as a center back a little bit, drop back if you need him to. He was a beast. And then his form just dipped in, like, 17, 18, like, two years ago. He caught some injuries, and, like, last year he hardly played at all. So I fondly remember Eric Dyer as bossing the midfield. And in that time, like, 16, 17, and 17, 18, the rumor mill was constant with United trying to come and get Eric Dyer, like, constant. And so apparently Jose loves him, and so I'm not surprised he's playing him. That's a little context, though. Sure. Sure. But anyway, yeah. 
It looks like see. it might be a pretty calm transfer window for Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Levy, yeah. Levy's a. Uh, I'd like you know, to see Lucas also um, get integrated into the squad, especially with Ericsson on the way out. And wouldn't it be neat if Ericsson was gone in January and they got some money out of him? Yes, like 20, 30 mil. That's all yeah. I want. 20, 20. Took anything. Absolutely. It's gone. Put put Endembele in his place. Put Lucelso yes. out there. Put De- I mean Delhi's playing his position and playing it so fucking well. Delhi has been a revelation. I know it's fun. It's fun to watch. I love him. I, love I I'm getting goosebumps actually talking about how good he's been playing. Yes. So- you see the touches on the goals, dude. The the chest down like. Yeah, like on a full sprint down the field, the ball over the top from Real Verald, and he chests it perfect. One more touch and flicks it over the keeper like like nothing. I pictured it in my mind as you're saying it, and and the little he has a little shoulder touch and yes. just the precision. Mm. And it's it's crazy because when you watch Deli Alley, sometimes when he moves around on the field, it looks awkward, but then he just does the most intricate forward. Goal scoring, goal opportunity moves in tight situations, and it's just, I don't know, he's like a little ballet dancer out there. A little lanky ballet dancer, yeah. To your point, awkwardness, he's he's a little, his hands kind of rest weirdly sometimes when he runs, and then he's very lanky. Yeah. Um, he's a tall kid. I think he's like six foot, six one. Actually. He's good. He's, and actually, I know we never talk about fantasy Premier League, but we do on the side have a Premier League fantasy for the first time. It, I don't know how we're doing on it, but I have Deli Ali on my squad. He's been it killing it. He's been killing it. <laughs> and actually, it's I have to admit that the last couple of weeks I have gone in and made moves in fantasy Premier League, and it is fun. And it it's so unlike football where it ruins how you root for your team. It's And it's still once per week, so it's kind of cool. So I, I think I'm pro – Fantasy Premier League. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it here, and I I like it. I like it. Yeah, I've I've changed probably five or six times this whole year, and I don't get it. So you have to set your lineup at like Wednesday or something. You have to yeah. set your lineup 24 hours before the first fixtures of the weekend. Okay. And I don't know what you want to search for in the when you're picking up players is form. So that'll have like their last couple games and give you an idea if they've gotten in the game and you know how they're playing. And then beyond Fornham, you check fixtures. So I picked up a bunch of Sheffield United players this week because their schedule is super easy. They're playing like Aston Villa and Newcastle. So some of the players that you can swap in and out of your lineup, you want to go matchup dependent. I think. I, granted, I'm in last place. And I'm just picking this up. Jimmy is a boss. Jimmy's been bossing everybody. It's crazy. What's it? What's the GW mean? We can get into that later, but um, I don't know. Game week. Yeah, I don't get that. That doesn't make any sense to me. Game week 15. Match day. Match day 15. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll get into that. Like, Jimmy yeah. says GW under his name. Games one, maybe. I don't know what that is. Uh, at any rate, at any rate, at any rate, fantasy Premier League, it is in the background. I don't know, but I'm kind of into it. I, I think I, I like it. it. So shout out Babel, by the way. His name is Pepe for Prez. 
Um, and uh, <clears throat> Pepe hasn't done dick this year. Pepe he hasn't sucks. Done dick. Huh? Yeah, he one sucks. Assist, he, does, he doesn't have any goals from open play. I think it's one assist. It's quite amazing. It's quite amazing. He was suspect coming in, right? He came from the French League. and They bought him. I, I want to say they bought him for $80 million, Michael. That's a lot of money, Brad. That's that's insane. That'll make that's you like, cranky, cranky. I mean, are you are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Yeah, $72 million is what it was, pounds. So like 80 million euros. Yeah. Just absolutely insane. So cracks uh, me up. I went to Shout this, uh, there's a new soccer complex in Maryland, Rockville, Maryland here called uh, So Live. So we were playing on a field. There's probably like eight fields in there. Overwhelmingly Chelsea jerseys all around. There was an entire team dressed in Chelsea jerseys. Someone I played with actually this is this is funny. Someone I played with had a Chelsea jersey on. He's probably like a fifty year old Chelsea fan. Third gen I talked to him after, third generation Chelsea fan. Uh, his dad was from London. But the best part was is that I took out his le- feet twice. I think it might have been red card material. It was just like I don't know, I I felt so bad. Like I uh it was very small space, and I just took out his legs twice because I was wild, and I feel bad. But Chelsea jerseys, I saw a couple Arsenal jerseys. I think I saw three Arsenal jerseys, and then that's all I remember seeing. And I think I saw La Liga or uh, Liga MX jersey, but it was funny. Like a lot of Chelsea jerseys, it's overwhelming. Very interesting. I did not know that. Uh... Yeah, I know they have a pretty big following in the States. I mean, they do. They definitely do. Big yeah, not a, not a fan of, uh, of old Chelsea there. Mm. Not a big fan. At any rate, I think we're it's almost to rant time, Michael. Yeah. Yeah. So I got, I got one. Got one uh, prepped. I have the, you know, the line item prepped. I haven't thought out the content much, but I never do. So I uh, watched... Green Street Hooligans. Oh, <laughs> he did. I did. Okay, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. It was excellent. I can't lie. It, yes, it is. <laughs> it was heartbreaking. Yes, it's heartbreaking. Yes. Who's yes. the main guy in the firm? What's yeah, I know. I don't remember his name, but I love him. I love. I watched him. this. I watched the it like dude. three weeks ago, and I kept forgetting it as my rant. I wanted. So I'm a little three weeks away from it, but that scene where yeah. he he gets beaten to death. Yeah, man. Spoiler. Wow. If they haven't watched it at this point, I don't give a shit. But you love that guy, right? We all love that guy. Oh, so much. So he's such a nice guy. Yeah, I know. And, but Elijah Wood's character, he's just like. He's, he's such a little man, and I've watched interviews of him before, and I know he's like very soft-spoken and stuff. So to see him fighting was, I was having a hard time getting over that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but no, I, that's like too. that's nitpicking. Yeah. I, I I enjoyed the shit of it. I didn't like the uh, I didn't like his sister at all. I know she was she sucked. Yeah, she sucked. Um, Not a fan. Not a fan. But you liked it. I I'm oh, so happy great. that you liked it. I mean, considering I, I watched Green Street Hooligans three, yeah. <laughs> that's low budget. 
Unbelievable <laughs> that you found that. Yeah. I would love that Helder found it for you. And Helder, I think Helder bought it off of eBay and shipped it to my house. He did. So shout out Helder. Cause that, and I think I, when he sent it, I thanked him then, but yes. what a nice gesture. And I watched nice. it. Jess watched it. We watched it together. It's a, not a bad film. And, uh, and it's, it, it's surround it's, surrounded by the EPL, right? It's surrounded by, they play Millwall, right? Millwall, Harry Kane was loaned out to Millwall, by the way, right? Yes. That's the team that they hated. That was their number one rival, West Ham. Mm. And that's true in real life as well. And the first game that they go to, by the way, is Spurs-West Ham, if you notice that. I did movie. notice that. Oh, yeah. Come on. Come on, yeah. Brad. Oops, I wow. noticed that. You said you watched it three weeks ago, so I don't know. That's, that's great that you liked it, man. I'm so happy you get to yeah. see it. Uh, you got a rant? Um, yeah, I got a lot of my stuff centers around Spurs. Um, you know, I I just uh, Ooh, I don't know. I, I I just love them. I love them so much. Um, no, I think uh, I think I just I'm just very happy that Spurs are back in the running for the Champions League places, and I think. It just points to the fact that you just have to chill out and not suck up too much media because ESPN FC spit, spits out shit. Everyone spits out shit constantly. You see Leicester's manager getting rumored to go to Arsenal, and they're in the middle of a great season. Fuck the media. The media never is leave. a bunch of assholes. He right may now. leave. He may leave. But the point the is season. that they, He's not gonna leave they supersede. You know, they, they, they take away from the shine of something like that. And they did the same thing with Pochettino when he was doing so well with Spurs. Where's he going to go? Where's he going to go? Fuck off. Please let us enjoy this. Stop trying to poke at us. Um, they're doing the same thing yeah. to Lester. It's not and, news until it's news. Yeah, the media is just a bunch of dickbags, and the pundits are, I think, bad for not only sports but politics, and the media is, a, I think, a very evil apparatus um, in some cases. There's a lot of good people in it, but I think that it it eats away at itself and, and society. So that got dark. <laughs> but well, media is bad let Big me hear about bad. your we, we still have some time here let me hear about your take on the media in general in if general you if you don't mind getting weird here on the end of roosting the devil that's fine we, we we are very weird i think that um i think that there is traditional media like even when i was growing up i think was still still felt good still felt not wholesome is the word, but accurate and not editorialized and not um, filled with hyperbole. Suggestive, yes. And yeah, and filled with hyperbole. Like I watched Lester Holt every single night. I have for about five years uh, and, you know, four or five nights a week. Um, but I do when I get home, it's part of my routine. And they, they are just, they have their narratives and they stick to them and they push, they push certain things. And it's, doomsday and it's it's hype and it's to drive viewers and i think that you sacrifice the integrity of your news organization and i think that less and less media are standing for it they have they don't have to though they have a responsibility they and they say that they're so safe pay people to have responsibility fair enough fair enough well then there's the problem i don't know what the the institutional problem is with it but it's i feel like it's gotten worse and worse in the and the, the hype and the inaccuracy and the suggestiveness of it has gotten even even worse. Instead of reporting actual things that are happening, they're talking about things that might happen. 
um, or reacting in a severe way to things that happen when they can maybe wait, wait and calm I mean, down. It's a 24 hour news cycle. That's this that's is the problem crazy. for me. I consume news through social media exclusively. I think most people consume news through social media exclusively. It's I think that's a broad brush. I, that's a very our generation brush. I mean, there's probably 40% of the country that would say that's not true. Hmm. That's right off the bat. Like the old people, think about it. My, well, dad my parents speak. consume only Fox, only Fox News. But that's not on the phones. Yeah. Um, regardless of which side, like a lot of old people still watch the news, uh, like the news news and not uh, through Twitter. But the news, I think the news takes their cues from social media. I think they like they report. So, so if something's trending on Twitter, that's reported. Not the Wall Street Journal. Mm. They are not driven by that. Big fan. All it's right. Like the only one left. Shout out Wall Street Journal. Wall Street Journal, and they're not just about finance. They're fantastic. Um, they feel still. I don't know. I'm sure they're biased um, mm. in some way, but they seem somewhat objective, and they report facts. They report statistics and facts, and so there's no editorialized spin and clickbait. And uh, I would actually shout out the Athletic as a website for uh, they look sports good, writing yeah. too. I've only got I've gotten two free trials back to back, and I still admittedly have not bought the subscription because like i could do without paying money <laughs> the uh, reddit sub posts like summaries of them and they seem seem like they'd be worth the money if you really love it i mean like they do a good job the the two weeks i had it i and it's it's all long form stories like you're reading stories which is hard to find elsewhere so wall street journal but sometimes it, the, <laughs> uh, yeah gotcha yeah. Gotcha, Brad. That's appreciated. You don't want me to yeah. read Wall Street Journal, do you? Hey man, I think it'd be I think it'd be worth it. But it's a <laughs> that's a subscription too though. Think about that model. Like I've heard nothing but good things about the athletic. It's cheap too. Well, you know, I pay subscriptions add up. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Back in June of this year, I was going through my work notepad earlier this year during a board earlier today during a boring meeting and i look back at june i had a day where i just canceled like six subscriptions i changed my phone from verizon to t-mobile to save 40 bucks on my i i just came to a point where i looked at all the subscriptions on the bill and i was like fuck this like i can look at all this like 10 bucks to netflix you're talking 10 bucks to hbo it's good stuff, though. Yeah, 40, yeah, 40 bucks off my, my cell phone bill. I had, at the time, an ESPN Plus account during the summer, which is like, idiot. Turn that off when it's not soccer season. <laughs> it's, yeah. I don't know, you just limit your subscriptions, people, because it, it adds up a lot. I think I, was, I think I ended up saving like 120 bucks a month. And you know what? The other thing is, you know, if you think about subscriptions, Rooster and the Devil's free. Free. Why don't you just, you know, at Rooster the Devil. Even, there's not even any at ads. At Devil. No ads for your ass. No ads just, for your ass. It's three people that, for some weird reason, feel compelled to give you free content every single yes. week. Because we, we're like, we appreciate you, fans. We sure do. <laughs> but, sure but not really. Do. Like In the end, it's just us three rapping about 
about soccer, which is fun. It's the proximity principle. I mean, in the end, like Jimmy lives in Kalamazoo, which is an hour for me, and you live eight hours away, uh, ten hours away, and yeah. we wanted and to I, chat. And I think about Helder in the car listening to this, and I'm like, Helder's hanging out with us. He is. We got Heldy along for the ride. And whoever, like, shout out to this person in California. There's a, I think there might be a couple people in California that, that listen to us regularly, so shout out to you. Uh, Texas has a lot of uh, listens as well. Shout out Texas. Very interesting. Lone Star State, we got the... Georgia is up there. New York is really up there too. So whoever's listening to us in New York, we like you. No, ours Jersey. Maybe it's an NYCFC fan. Could be. Well, I think they'd be steered away pretty quickly since we despise the MLS. That's... we do. We do. I despise the gameplay. I don't despise the concept. Okay, that was a good reframe. (laughs) (laughs) Although I do want promotion relegation. Mm. I hope that USL is just like, fuck it. We're going to take over the MLS. Let's break away from them. Promotion relegation within USL. Go Everyone joins on them. Yeah, yeah. sounds great. This is this is a. I want to shout out Asbury Park FC, which is a little shore town, a little shore city, I should say, in Jersey. They've got like a fake supporters group and fake team going with the hopes of like building interest in the area to get a team. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty neat. It's pretty neat. And the the Cooligans, if anybody listens to that podcast, the soccer Cooligans, who are two comedians that do a soccer podcast, we're better. Um, <laughs> they shout out Asbury FC all the time. So very cool. Yeah, it, it was fun to see even Grand Rapids FC. Um, it was all crowdfunded. Well, it's not one big like donor. It's like semi pro, you know, fourth tier. Um, <clears throat> it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to see those little communities get on board. Mm-hmm. Amen. Have we wandered off topic enough? I lost you. Everything's really? dead. Interesting. Interesting. He's mad at his computer. He's mad at his computer. There's an echo. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm, not. I'm angry. You got me back. I think we have to end here, Michael.